professionally that I think the market was kind of glossing over up until now. Well, I'd love to hear more from you, but sadly, we've run out of time. So thank you all very much. You heard their personal wealth advisor, Enzia von Fahl, Brock Silvers, who's the CIO at Kion Capital, and Ross Feingold, business development director at SafePro Group over in Taipei. 5, 6, 7 a.m. Radio 3. Due to the volatile COVID-19 situation, the public should stay at home and avoid going out, in particular elderly persons, as they have higher risk of severe illness. Family and friends should help them with shopping and other daily needs. If elderly persons must go out, they need to wear a mask and wash hands frequently. Pay attention to the latest situation. See a doctor promptly if feeling unwell, even if the symptoms are mild. Let's fight the virus together. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. In the markets, U.S. stock index futures are up about a quarter of a percent at the moment, and that on top of last night's big moves in New York is helping Asian markets. Uh, the ASX 200 in Australia up 1%. The Nikkei 225 in Japan has risen 0.9% shortly after the open. In South Korea, the Cosby's up 1%. And looks like there's going to be a big jump in uh, Hong Kong stocks. The Hang Seng Index all set to open about 2.4% higher. In the commodities markets, gold is also rallying this morning. $1,907 an ounce. Brick crude oil slipping slightly. $41.23 a barrel. Thank you very much for listening this morning. Stay tuned for Back Chats with Hugh Chiverton and Jim Gould in just a moment. The weather forecast, fine and dry. Maximum temperature around 27 degrees. And the outlook is for it to be mainly fine and dry tomorrow, but then cloudier and windy over the weekends. 22 degrees right now, 66% relative humidity. 8.32, here's Samantha Butler with the half-hour news. The U.S. Democratic Party candidate Joe Biden says he believes he's won enough votes to secure the presidency. He stopped election, saying all the votes had yet to be counted. Here, the people rule. Power can't be taken or asserted. It flows from the people. And it's their will that determines who will be the president of the United States and their will alone. And now, after a long night of counting, it's clear that we're winning enough states to reach 270 electoral votes needed to win the presidency. U.S. media are projecting Mr. Biden has won the crucial states of Wisconsin and Michigan. He also said he was feeling good about Pennsylvania. Mr. Biden said as president he would work as hard for those who didn't vote for him as he would for those who did. Mr. Trump's campaign has launched legal action in both Michigan and Pennsylvania, calling for vote counting to be halted. A campaign official accused Democrats of scheming to disenfranchise Republican votes. President Trump's son Eric told supporters in Pennsylvania that the Democrats had left his father no choice but to send in the lawyers. We're going to win Pennsylvania, but they're trying to cheat us out of it because they know it's their only path to victory. They know it's the only path to victory. And so we came here today, we met with all our lawyers. Uh, we are going to file suit in Pennsylvania. It's a shame that we have to do that. It's the last thing that we wanted to do. It's the last thing my father wanted to do. But this is rampant corruption and it can't happen. It simply can't happen. It's not fair. This isn't democracy. International observers have said there's no evidence of widespread election fraud. The discovery of a 9,000-year-old grave in Peru has cast doubt on traditional ideas of the division of labor among men and women in hunter-gatherer societies. Archaeologists found a young woman buried with a hunting toolkit. Here's the BBC's Will Leonardo. 
Prevailing wisdom holds that among our prehistoric ancestors, men hunted while women tended to gather food. But researchers who uncovered the grave high in the Peruvian Andes say their discovery shows this may not have always been the case. The young women buried with stone projectiles used to bring down large animals led the US-based team to review 27 other sites with similar burial patterns. Writing in the journal Science Advances, they said the research suggested that 9,000 years ago, between 30 and 50% of hunters in this part of America were women. The team said the study supported the idea that modern gender constructs often don't reflect those of the past. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Backchat. I'm Hugh Chiverton, your co-host today, Jim Gould. Jim, good morning to you. Good morning. Today we're talking about the police and the press. RTHK producer Bao Choi was arrested on Tuesday this week on suspicion of violating the road traffic ordinance after a vehicle registration search for a documentary she was making about last year's attacks in Yuen Long. RTHK has produced two Hong Kong Connection documentaries which revealed how police had witnessed gangs of men gathering in the town with weapons but failed to prevent the violence or come to the aid of the victims. Doing car plate searches like this is an established practice in the media. Lawmakers, academics and several journalists associates have expressed alarm over the arrest and questioned whether the police are trying to clamp down on freedom of press or rein in RTHK, which pro-Beijing groups are being biased against the government. So is the future of investigative journalism here at stake? Are the police attacking the media? And who holds the police to account? Let us know your thoughts. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Bankchat on RTHK Radio 3. You can email us, bankchat at rthk.hk, or you can give us a call, and our telephone number is 233-88266. That's 233-88266. Join the conversation. And uh, joining us uh, this morning, our guests uh, in the first half of the programme, we have uh, Grace Leung, who's a lecturer at the School of Journalism and Communication at the Chinese University, and Selina Cheng, who's an investigative journalist and senior reporter at uh, Hong Kong Free Press. Uh, Good morning to you both. Well, uh, perhaps uh, um, uh, Selina Cheng first. Um, What do you make of this uh, development, the arrest of the RTHK producer? Um, I think uh, the program that she produced for the 721 attack was excellent, as it's commonly recognized by the media industry in Hong Kong. And uh, the part in which she made use of the vehicle records is a very common practice for Hong Kong reporters. Uh, especially for crime beat and traffic beat reporters, at times by entertainment reporters. Uh, the way that crime and traffic beat reporters would use it is because uh, when there's a traffic accident or uh, any, an incident that occurred, they might look at the vehicle records to trace back to the owner of the vehicle uh, to seek an opportunity to interview or seek a right of, uh, give them right to reply um, to the media report. So uh, it's been used for decades. It's become uh, a bit uh, more accessible online if you purchase it through a government web portal. Um, but it's also a relatively complicated process to obtain. Uh, to buy that record, you need to uh, access it through uh, Microsoft, uh, Microsoft Explorer browser, which I think is getting uh, less and less uh, common for people to use, and also um, the purchaser need to submit and install uh, certificate. Um, so it's a pro- relatively cumbersome process, and uh, and that's uh, one of the ways in which uh, with which she 
reporters use to report on. And so I think um, um, even though we, we uh, Boucher has said she would not speculate on um, the, the intention, motivation behind the police's arrest, um, you can see that if uh, this case goes to court, it's going to set a precedent, uh, and it's going to certainly uh, have an effect on one of the crucial ways that reporters uh, has been reporting for many years in Hong Kong. Well, there could certainly be a, a number of uh, legal arguments, so we'll probably uh, come to those uh, later. But um, like you say, <clears throat> this has been a, a common practice for a long time, and, and this is the first time there's been a, a case like this, a problem like this, isn't there? Uh, yes, yes. It's the first ever in, mm. I, I believe, in Hong Kong's history of having mm. this type of record. Um, and in relation to news gathering, that this case would go to court. Mm. And before it is tested in court, I would say doing these record searches for news reporting is not illegal, it's not outlawed. And the law, you know, e even in relation to road traffic ordinance, Sorry, sorry, Selena Chang, we're losing you. Could he, yeah, can you uh, uh, speak Hello. more directly into the phone, perhaps? Uh, yes, I'll try to do so. Um, so uh, I, I was saying Thank that you. the law does not outrule media reporting on news gathering as legitimate purpose to obtain such records. And uh, anyone in Hong Kong, in fact, could uh, launch a judicial review to challenge the existing three, three purposes that Hong Kong is allowed to as they purchase a car license record. Um, and it used to have a fourth uh, purpose uh, among the options on that uh, form on the website, which was others that uh, reporters could choose. Um, and it's been removed. Um, uh, I'm not sure for what reason it was removed. It was removed in January, um, so it's very recent, um, as now TV is reported. Um, Grace Leung, uh, good morning to you. So uh, we are likely to have, uh, obviously, uh, um, various uh, legal challenges and so on. But w what do you think this? What What do you think? What do you think? Uh, um, is this going to make much difference um, in the meantime uh, to the work of journalists and media organisations? I think it uh, it bring um, upon a chilling effect to the uh, journalist um, profession. Uh, because in the past, according to the record provided by the uh, lawmaker in 2012 or 13, I forgot exactly, but uh, the periods uh, when uh, Dong Lo Chan uh, still in uh, as uh, the, our, our chief executive, they had already planned to amend the usage of this database. But at that time, the um, government admitted that uh, it is the right for the public to access that kind of information. So they find that uh, they have con consulted for a while, but at the end they did not do anything. But uh, this time, the government using administrative web method to amend the uh, the usage or the access of those uh, database. So I think that is a, a lot really and transparent policy because uh, if the government really want to do something on amending the law, they should 
uh, inform the general public as well as maybe uh, they need to explain why they need to bypass the electrical council rather than using an administrative measure. And then, um, according to that, uh, the previous uh, consultation, uh, they estimate them is around 20% of usage were conducted by journalists. So if the government deliberately uh, excludes journalists from using that database, that means that journalists will be hardly affected by uh, this measure. So I think uh, the government owns the public an explanation why journalists could not assess uh, this um, uh, the, the traffic data. And then the, another, another problem is related to the double standard uh, that the police apply in this case, because uh, at the same period of time, if uh, Bao Choi uh, using the database to access the information for a TV program, uh, but other journalists also access the database for information for their news reports. So you can uh, search those reports uh, in those uh, 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 database or news database, and uh, but the uh, police selectively uh, charge. Um, arrest and charge um, at Bao Choi, but not other journalists was involved. So I think that will be uh, get, give public a general impression that that is not fair and that is a public standard. Even though the same law may affect uh, the journalist community, but only a few will be targeted, uh, but not all will be applied. So that will create a um, I think bad impression about how law will be conducted in Hong Kong and uh, what kind of media will be targeted as um, will be easily uh, being affected by this law. So I think uh, the government also need to explain uh, why not all journalists will be affected, but only a few will be affected. So that is my impression about the case. Just to get a sense of the scale of this and how, how widely this is done, um, uh, the, the, the figures, the, the, the most recent figures that um, uh, that I know of are in a, a report to LegCo uh, from uh, 2011 reporting on numbers in 2010. Uh, and that says that uh, effectively around 2,500, more than 2,500 searches a year were from media or new news agencies. So that was 10 years ago. So there are thou- this is thousands were being done then. I don't know whether it's, it's gone up or down since. So this is, this is kind of an everyday occurrence, is it, is it Graceland, the, the, doing these kind of searches? Yes, I think uh, even our students will learn how to do it because uh, I think that is a quite common practice among the journalists. So they are very worried whether if uh, the law we, uh, is when if the law really apply to all journalists then probably they can't use this method to do any investigative report. Mm. Uh, Selena Chang, so is your point that the law hasn't changed, that the, the journalists are entitled to this information, but it was the method but by restricting the the options for for, for giving a reason uh, in this way, the, the transport department did. So, if you wanted to get the information, you were forced into making a full statement, and then and then the charges are related to the falsity of that statement. Is that is that right, Selena Chang? Yes, yes, I think that's an accurate way to put it. Um, the law hasn't changed. The road traffic ordinance uh, simply states that you must not make a false statement in the form, and that you must not um, violate the privacy. 
uh, personal data privacy ordinance. And so what's changed is that instead of having uh, four options on a form that include the option of selecting other, um, it's uh, suddenly become uh, three options. So, uh, you know, as journalists uh, intend to do their jobs uh, as, uh, you know, unaffected, they have to select one of the three available options. And the three available options are not uh, defined by law or uh, or anything like that. Uh, it simply disappeared from the online form. So um, uh, some individuals who intend to purchase these records suddenly are put in a position where they, they cannot, can no longer select the other option. So on the previous version of the form, you could just state at reporting purposes and there would be no problem? Uh, so the purpose is uh, simply other, mm. for, you know, quote-unquote mm. other. Mm. But you didn't have to specify what that other would be? No. Mm. Mm. Um, OK, we had a comment though, on, on our Facebook page from uh, Darren, who says, the question is, has the law been broken? Uh, Selena Cheng, is it your understanding that Bao Choi did break the law? No, no. So there's no, I, I see that there are some pro-establishment uh, politicians who's uh, indicated that reporters have been towing the line as they use these records. And the truth is, it's not towing the line because it's never been illegal. It's not outlawed. There's nothing uh, ambiguous in the law about this. And uh, before it is tested in court, uh, doing such record searches, I'd argue for news reporting, is, is, has no problem. And, uh, you know, media reporting and uh, freedom of the press is guaranteed by the basic law. And uh, this is one of the legitimate purposes to obtain information as a reporter. Um, so before there, there is a ruling, and I uh, would expect that it goes up to um, higher levels of courts in Hong Kong, uh, we do not currently have an illegal situation. Do you think it's a move, I mean, because this is in relation to a documentary, of course, let's not, you know, ignore the, the evidence, uh, this is in relation to a documentary which is critical of, of the police and this, this, uh, this prosecution has come out of the blue. There's no precedent for this, for this kind of prosecution. Um, uh, is this coincidence or is this a deliberate, do you, do you think this is a deliberate attempt by the police to threaten, intimidate the, um, the press? Um, I, I don't think any one of us can speculate that because the Security Bureau or the police will say that they're acting in reaction to a complaint brought by a fellow citizen of Hong Kong. Um, however, the objective outcome is that it's going to uh, affect in some way our jobs because um, our work as a journalist, uh, you know, simply that we're having this discussion this morning is uh, shows the level of concern that uh, the public will have over this particular question. Um, so I don't think the intention or the motivation to bring this case matters as much as the objective outcome. Okay, here's a comment from uh, Andrew Kay uh, in an email who says, Why are journalists entitled to vehicle ownership details? Try not to give too much attention to cases involving journalists. That comes from, from uh, Andrew Kay. In, uh, uh, in response, Andrew, I would say in general we don't. Uh, we, were, we were stung into it in this case. Um, uh, Grace Lung, can you explain perhaps to Andrew Kay why... He says, why are journalists entitled 
to this uh, this information? Why why are journalists? I, I think there is a lot, and uh, and journalists per se will enjoy that kind of uh, public access, right? Uh, other business organizations also make use of this database to do their business investigation, uh, such as the private detective and also the insurance company. Probably they would like uh, to know uh, if something um, personal, some. Uh, personal information related to their client, probably they also use this um, public access channel to uh, collect information related to their client. So I don't think um, journalists were a, a, a privileged group that could enjoy the access. And then the government in the past, they had uh, uh, promised to have public information uh, to open up uh, the, the government information for public usage. So they have, uh, have made such a promises. So I don't know, I don't think uh, we uh, journalists uh, as a group will have uh, this privilege. And then another point I want to add this is uh, related to the law, the, the ordinance. So in the past, uh, journalists have done these kind of searching activities for many for so many decades. I think at least ten to twenty decades. But in the past, uh, they are legal, and then we had no problem with with this. But all of a sudden, uh, then uh, somehow when we are doing a routine or normal search, and then it becomes an illegal activity. So I think that lead, uh, the government own an explanation why in such a there's there such a U-turn. And then another problem is even though the the journalists have committed a certain kind of offend this uh, uh, this ordinance, uh, quote unquote uh, offend this ordinance, uh, the police uh, done. Uh, Arrest in such a high profile and uh, disproportionate um, way to arrest uh, the journalist at her home and search her home. So I think that is uh, quite shocking to the general public. Why uh, uh, this kind of mistake, quote unquote, will lead to cause such a high profile and large scale search? I, do, I, I think the government also need to uh, explain. Uh, why this case will be treated in such a high-profile manner. Yeah, yeah, we should point out that the Security Secretary, John Lee, uh, uh, denied that the police were targeting uh, uh, the media or, or RTHK, saying that the, the police were acting on a complaint, were obliged to act on a complaint. Um, I was going to ask you, um, so uh, what, what implications does this case have for other journalistic activities, such as uh, uh, searching the land registry database, for instance? Yeah, I think it shows the government had a uh, want to tighten uh, the scope of um, um, <clears throat> area that uh, the yeah. journalists could assess. Probably even even the marriage status or. Sometimes in the past, you can search uh, the the partners of um, certain officials, but uh, it seems uh, they have reject. I think some journalists have experienced that when they want to um, go to uh, the uh, public record to search uh, officials' uh, spouse, then they find it's difficult for them to, or, or their application being rejected by uh, the government official. So I think it seems that... Um, after the national the enactment of uh, national security law, uh, the government would like to tighten the the freedom of uh, journalists uh, in a large scale, and, and then it's quite obvious. Um, maybe it's difficult for them to access public information uh, 
not easy uh, compared with the past. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, Selena Cheng, what, what about the right to privacy? We've had an email from MT who says, as a vehicle owner, I'm shocked to find out that my personal data can be asked for and provided to a third party without my knowledge. Uh, this is the fault here. To use my personal data needs my permission. The fault here is that data privacy is not being practiced. Secondly, there is a theme that journalists that search the data do so for a legitimate purpose. This presumes all journalists are good guys. This could not be further from the truth. Journalists reflect society and have their own bias uh, and agenda. What about the right to privacy? Um, I would say that the, there's no real issue to privacy here, in uh, particularly in Bao Choi's um, um, situation, because uh, personal and sensitive data are routinely redacted and withheld from the published and broadcasted version of the story. So in the TV documentary, uh, at no point did they reveal the um, location of the house, the exact address, or the Hong Kong ID card numbers uh, that were listed in the record, and uh, as well as um, for other types of records, such as real estate vehicles, um, court of marriage, and birth certificates. Um, uh, routinely, reporters would just redact whatever that is not uh, essential to the story of public interest. So I understand that there is an eternal debate between privacy and public interest, uh, as in the, the, the lessons of ethics of journalism. Um, it's an important point for uh, reporters to consider, but in practice, seldom does it come up as a dilemma because there are uh, precisely methods of uh, redacting and just um, putting in public whatever is uh, absolutely crucial. So it is not like reporters would publish the entire page of a vehicle record online for people to see and for other parties to use. It's not true. And um, in the TV documentary or in other reports, um, reporters might use the addresses, residential addresses found in the company registry or real estate records or court records to uh, visit the person um, that's uh, that's uh, featured in the story and often it is to give them the right of reply so which is exactly like in Bao Choi's episode they the reporters went to the house of the individuals in question and sought you know an opportunity to interview them give them a right of reply and ask them if they were aware of what was happening and they were uh, you know some of them did say they were not involved and they denied being having any relation to what happened and it was not to harass them or to reveal where they lived in order to dox them and so I understand that doxing has been an issue in Hong Kong however um, if uh, for people who have been following it they would know that uh, at no instance there's no evidence that any doxing incident in Hong Kong had involved information taken from public records um, primarily I believe because obtaining these public records has a very easily traceable, uh, you know, way to trace back to who purchased them, and also because uh, it does involve time and money and knowledge. You know, as Grace mentioned, that the students need to be. It, they are, as you say, public uh, public documents, aren't they? Um, uh, that that document from from 2011 uh, from the administration 
says that the uh, the uh, transport commissioner uh, has to release this information, uh, including the personal particulars of the relevant registered owner, provided that the prescribed fee is paid by the applicant. The commissioner does not have the power under the existing law to ask the applicant to provide reasons for obtaining the certificate. That's what the administration... Has the law changed since then, or, or does that stand? Do you know that the, the commissioner doesn't have the power to ask people to provide reasons? Uh, yes. Yes, that's accurate. That and stands. that hasn't changed. And uh, it's the same for marriage and death uh, certificates and both. So these, these are matters right. of public record, and the, the, the commissioner can't stop you, can't stop anyone, can't, can't even uh, ask you to give reasons? Yes, correct. Right. There doesn't much sound like much of a case, does there? But we'll, uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, Grace Leung, I mean... I mean do you expect to hear then uh, accusations that uh, the transport department um, is acting unlawfully in this respect? Uh, no, I think uh, the case is um, is still at the initial stage. We don't know when, uh, how the court will rule the case. So, uh, but uh, apparently there's a lot of contradiction and a lot of. Uh, yeah unclear issues in in this case i mean in, in the but way in the way that the form is organized and uh, and and yeah the form you know. yeah why it need uh, the others that column so uh, i think that need more explanation and more details about this case Okay, just a couple of more comments. Uh, CW says uh, both documentaries uh, were very well put together. Well done, RTHK. Uh, who is the person that lodged the complaint regarding the car registrations? That's uh, from uh, CW. And uh, Andrew K says, given the quality of journalists in Hong Kong, I applaud the government for denying them access to my personal data. That comes uh, from uh, Andrew Kay. Thank you very much in indeed for that. We'll, we'll continue uh, with the topic. Claudia Mo, former journalist and uh, lawmaker, is going to be uh, joining us uh, along with uh, s along with uh, Chris Young from the Journalists Association. If you want to comment, join in the debate. Uh, give us a call, 233-88266. That's your best option. Uh, quick look at the weather. Oh, thank you very much to uh, Selina Cheng from uh, Hong Kong Free Press and uh, Grace Lang from the Chinese University. Uh, it's going to be fine and dry today. Temperature's up to about 20 seven degrees and it'll be cloudier and windy over the weekend. Twenty two degrees now and the relative humidity is at sixty five percent. More than a dozen people linked to the attacker have been arrested. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Welcome back. This is Back Chat on a Thursday morning with Jim Gould and me, Hugh Chiverson. We're talking about the police and press and uh, the case of the RTHK uh, producer arrested on suspicion of violating the road traffic ordinance after a vehicle registration uh, search. We were talking in the first part of the programme to a, an investigative uh, journalist and uh, uh, Grace Lung, lecturer in journalism at the uh, Chinese University. Uh, between now and 9.30, we're going to be talking to uh, Claudia Mo a uh, legislator and former journalist and uh, Chris Young who's chair of the Hong Kong Journalists Association and you are invited to join us backchat at rthk.hk is the uh, email address we'll do our best to read out your messages or you can comment on our Facebook page share your thoughts there that's backchat on rthk radio 3 or just pick up the phone and join the conversation 233-88266 is the number 233 uh, some comment from uh, Facebook uh, Andrew says, if police acted because of public complaint, 
What's the status with the very incomplete investigations of triad and police actions stroke inactions at Yunlong on July the 21st, 2019, well over a year ago, and many public complaints lodged? Uh, TC says, uh, in reference to the sort of introduction to the topic, uh, your final question, who holds the police to account, is a great one. The police clearly has the blessing from some powerful people up north. I think Hong Kong is moving towards a military dictatorship with the police being an armed force. The issue for me isn't whether or not Bao Choi will be found guilty or not, but rather entangling her into legal trouble will have a chilling effect. That is from uh, TC. Back to rthk.hk, our email address once again. Claudia Mo, good morning to you. Morning. Thanks morning. For, for joining us. What, what do you make of this case? I was uh, the, seriously mortified because uh, the, the whole incident is quite so appalling. And I just couldn't believe that uh, they would use uh, some traffic regulation, uh, some technicality on the transport front uh, to try to get uh, the journalist. The, 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 this is just incredible. And there are too many coincidences. Bao Choi uh, happens to be uh, uh, one who's uh, fairly in charge of that uh, well, uh, documentary. Co-producer, I think, yeah. Yeah, well, he, she was one of the uh, co-producers. Mm. And uh, the, 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 you, you couldn't help thinking that uh, the whole thing is politically motivated, that uh, this is retribution, because uh, it's such a sore point to the police that uh, this uh, mob attack last July the 21st, no, uh, July the 21st last year, rather, the mob attack... Uh, Amidst uh, a very conspicuous absence of police, it has not been explained away. So uh, this series of uh, coincidences makes you think that, one, they want to uh, crack down on uh, the free press, and two, they are targeting at RTHK, surely, and uh, three, uh, they tell you to uh, behave all journalists in Hong Kong, you watch out. If you uh, do anything out of line in their eyes, you could be in trouble. Claudia, you, you've been a, a journalist for many years um, before you uh, became a legislator. Uh, have you seen anything like this before? Never. Mm. And this is so unprecedented. It never, ever happened before. And uh, the, it tells you how desperate they've become. Uh, they would do anything to uh, just uh, to, to get you. Mm. Um, yeah, as we mentioned before, the Security Secretary, John Lee, uh, d denied that uh, the police were targeting the media or uh, RTHK. But, uh, of course, uh, you wouldn't see it that way. I find that uh, the explanation got perfectly ludicrous because they knew right from the start who Bao Choi is and uh, what uh, she needed the, the information, all that uh, car registration and what have you for. And uh, it's uh, this very excellent profoundly uh, uh, presented documentary on uh, the mob attack last year and so on and so forth. They knew perfectly what's uh, happening. And it's our understanding always that when it comes to privacy, now what's at issue is privacy. And Hong Kong's privacy laws basically exempt journalists. 
And uh, why is uh, the, this traffic regulation the exemption of the exemption? They couldn't explain that, right? The, the police point is that they, have a, they had a complaint. Somebody came to them and said, uh, uh, there seems to be this case of the person uh, obtaining this information, this, this, this personal information. And moreover, as, as I recall in the documentary, it was actually done in a very... They, they showed her doing it, didn't they? They showed a journalist, a sort of mock-up of a journalist actually doing it. So it was a very blatant case. It wasn't something that would have to be kind of investigated in, in, in great depth. It was... It was, it was presented, uh, and also, if you're going to talk about how this is a new, how this is unprecedented, well, that's because they isn't it unprecedented because they changed the the, the options on the on the website, uh, and so you can't tick other anymore. When you could tick other, you could tick other, and that would be okay. But now they've changed those, then there is a, there is a that's why the police are acting now and not then. Well, it's almost like setting a trap. Previously, I understand now, before November last year, you have, when you go and uh, try to get the information... Yeah, you could, you could say other as a reason. Yeah, there, there's this others as a, a, the reason for obtaining such information. And then they change it to others uh, involving still traffic and transport matters. Uh, so the, the, they're trying to bait you or something, and they never made it particularly public because I also did a car search myself, not personally. My office assistant helped me with it. I had a tail, I thought, and the person made it so clear that uh, he wanted uh, to me to know that uh, he's tailing me. So I took a photo of the car and I went to do a search and I found out the guy... Uh, uh, the car owner's name and uh, address and so on. But I decided not to uh, uh, follow up on it because I thought it's just a scare tactic and uh, uh, there's no point to uh, satisfy <laughs> the guy's intent of trying to scare you. So I didn't do anything about it. But what's wrong with that? Right? When you do car transactions, vehicular transactions, you would need uh, all the information uh, to uh, carry out uh, the, the purchase or the, the sale. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so tell us more. What, what happened in that case then? Who was it? Who was tailing you? Oh, uh, the car drivers, somebody in Chin Moon, that, oh. uh, of course, I'm not going to uh, give you <laughs> his name and address and so on. And I was never, uh, I never intended to make that public. But I think I take the, uh, both, uh, well, the reasons for search, right? I take both for the possible legal action and two for uh, uh, traffic and transport matters. All right, some uh, thoughts, uh, emails, backchat at rthk.hk. Alan says, backchat, it's getting hard to make any response to government actions other than yes. More confirmation, Hong Kong is now a police state. Police said they were forced to act in response to a complaint, forced to arrest a reporter and search her home. What action have they taken in response to thousands of complaints about violence against protesters, about the public threats of violence by Junius Ho? Ho is done reveal more personal information than anyone else calling for the persecution of teachers etc conclusion selective prosecution impunity for pro-ccp actors hammer anyone who offends the government with technical <coughs> violations to the maximum extent that is uh, from uh, alan 
Matthew says, today's backchat topic asks who holds the police to account. It now appears quite clear that we are effectively living in a police state in which the Hong Kong police are operating as the lead proxy of the CCP. Their power will only grow as long as their senior leadership continue to enthusiastically fulfil the mandate they have been given to purge any opposition to the party here. In addition to this licence plate search issue and the arrest of opposition legislators, let's remember last week the police also announced a new anonymous national security hotline, uh, which seems designed to take Hong Kong into a cultural revolution 2.0 environment of fear, in which the United Front-inspired voices will start to feel empowered to behave in increasingly outrageous ways, just like the Red Guards of the 60s. I was recently the subject of an orchestrated, false and malicious attack on closed pro-Beijing Facebook group, for expressing my view by a person known to me. Uh, this is detailed on my own Lama Matthew Facebook page. Fortunately, I was able to take swift legal action to deal with it. However, one can only imagine the volume and quality of the false, uh, vicious nonsense that will be generated by United Front operatives on an anonymous national security hotline. That comes uh, from uh, Matthew. Do you want to respond to that, Claudia Mo? Well, I mean, uh, this whole thing is... Uh, the uh, going back to uh, the how far uh, a journalist can go. I understand some people would uh, think that privacy is of paramount importance and it should override anything else. But then journalists are uh, serving public interests. We're here to uh, try to get information to satisfy the public, uh, public's right to know and so on and so forth. And I heard earlier uh, that you have, uh, uh, I think it's a Facebook or, I don't know, email response that, oh, given uh, the standards of Hong Kong's uh, journalists, uh, sort of give me a break. Uh, I want my privacy. I don't want my name to be known to them and so on and so forth. But uh, the, uh, that's a, a personal <laughs> a feeling. And you would say that previously, I said that they want to crack down on a free press. And some would say, what, the free press? There's no more free press in Hong Kong. Just look at the rampant self-censorship occurring on a daily basis. But then there are exceptions. And I w I'm not trying to praise you, but RTHK is an exception because, one, uh, you don't come under ref advertising revenue kind of pressure. You don't need to... Uh, uh, the think of your survival problems because you're funded by public money. And I mean public money, not government money, uh, money from the taxpayers. And so uh, you have a much freer hand to uh, seriously uh, do uh, journalistic work. But then because you're also a government department, you do come under political pressure, don't you? And uh, this is one uh, lesson, quote and unquote, or scare tactic rather, uh, from the government uh, to try to rein in RTHK. The fact that you've be, uh, repeatedly come under plenty of other types of pressure lately. Okay, uh, another email. Uh, this one's actually addressed to Hugh, but uh, I'm going to read it because it's my turn. And it's also kind of addressed to you as well, uh, Claudia. Says, mm. uh, uh, this is from Toby. Says, uh, so, uh, uh, Just to explain, Toby is a policeman. Yes, that's right. And, and that's right. And, to and, Toby is a serving policeman. He uses his police address yeah. uh, when he writes his messages and he gives all his details and a phone number uh, and so on. So this is, this is Toby. Oh, that, that's yeah, very he's, nice he's, of he's him. He's a, he's a mm. regular correspondent to yeah. Backchat mm. as well. So... 
So Toby says, uh, why is Claudia Mo uh, mortified that the law has been broken and following a complaint from a member of the public, the police acted upon it? Question mark. What, what other laws would she like the police not to follow up on? Damaging property, setting fire to people, throwing bricks at old men and killing them. That's from Toby. Yeah, uh, the law's been broken. Uh, what law? Uh, this particular the, the traffic uh, whatnot ordinance that uh, you have to truthfully uh, identify your purpose for this search. Uh, what about uh, the fact that under privacy laws, journalists are exempted? And the fact that uh, pr press freedom is actually uh, not only uh, uh, provided but guaranteed in the basic law. Now, we're talking about the spirit of the law. Should journalists be exempted? And the general uh, response is yes. And now this time, somehow, you manage to change something-something at the transport department and you manage to catch a journalist on a technicality. And this technicality uh, uh, fuss is based on a public complaint. Now, what about all the public complaints that have been uh, directed at the police? What really happened on July the 21st last year? Did the police act on all those complaints? Now, the, you, you have to gauge uh, the pros and cons of all these uh, uh, little details. The fact that uh, there's a police uh, the PPRB representative uh, telling RTHK Chinese uh, yesterday morning that, oh, yes, uh, the police force is perfectly aware of the sensitivity of this case, but still we had uh, to conduct this uh, uh, bracket, huh? high profile. He didn't acknowledge or admit that uh, it's high profile, but it's a high profile arrest. Uh, at the doors, they, they had to get go into uh, Bao Choi's uh, domestic uh, premises uh, to conduct a search. I beg your pardon. If this is uh, a case where a search is warranted, they should have come to RTHK, the TV part in particular, to see what exactly uh, they've done with the information and their footage and so on and so forth. Uh, the whole thing is so trumped up. Come on. Uh, okay, also with us is, is Chris Young, chair of the Hong Kong Journalists Association. Uh, Chris, good morning to you. Uh, uh, good th morning thanks you. for joining us. Uh, what do you think? What, what are the implications of this? Well, uh, first, um, I would like to uh, make a quick response to Toby's uh, comment. I think to link uh, a vehicle license check with arson, throwing bricks, is just unfair uh, to journalists very misleading. And secondly, I think words really can't tell how, how ridiculous that the police arrest is and how sad uh, it is that a journalist, say, doing very normal work, uh, everyone can see what exactly she has done uh, in her report um, through vehicle check, all the, all the information, all the information have, have been reported. Uh, it's, it's now being arrested and face charges. I think it's very, it's very sad for, for for Hong Kong, I think, for, for any journalist. Um, back to your point, I think the, the implication is clear because now uh, they, that uh, uh, since, say, um, 
in the paper, which is, of course, a, le- a legal or a, a matter of a legal a- argument, I think, uh, in, in the, the latest stage. Does not say, um, include, say, um, news reporting on it. So, um, um, now that the, 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 the government has taken the first journalist to court on, uh, on grounds of this, uh, uh, alleged, say, um, uh, say, uh, a false the declaration, um, I think it, it will effectively mean that uh, all searches from now on, uh, in fact, um, previous searches, previous searches, upon any complaint from the public, the police will take, uh, well, may take action. So um, I, I, I think there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a big question mark, and uh, risks now, uh, say, involved in this search. And it's not just about search, but I would say um, uh, news reporting. Uh, uh, that search is uh, for the purpose of news reporting, for taking out, uh, going to the bottom of the truth. And um, that, that's exactly what, 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 what happens now. Uh, if they uh, did away with the other button, it's not entirely clear. It's slightly contradictory reports. But if the change, if the change at the end of last year or the beginning of this year was that they removed this but this option for other, then surely that was the and, and, and forcing people to choose one of the one of the other options. Um, uh, uh, you could only have broken the law after that after that point. Um, that previously, when you when you could click other as a reason, then there was no breach. But now they've changed that, then there is a breach because you because you'd have to lie to uh, to do the search. Is that the situation? Well, um, I, I think now it's a matter for their interpretation uh, because they can say claim that uh, you use it for news reporting, and um, and 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 they can produce evidence of this news news report. And then say that well, that um, that document that you signed, um, that's well, that's not. So, so, so sorry. So the argument there would be that they yeah. didn't have the right to take away that button. They didn't have the right to reduce the options. Well, um, it's because they, well, they, uh, you know, as I say, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the 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 government themselves said in in two thousand and eleven, the commissioner yeah. does not have the power under the existing law to ask the applicant to provide reasons. Yeah. Yeah. For obtaining the um, certificate of particulars of, of motor vehicles, so well, I think exactly. I think that's the point that the, really the government needs to give an explanation. And uh, so far, um, we, we have only heard, say, um, uh, security minister and police say making comments, but the policy bureau um, um, said transport and. Um, Say nothing, nothing about it, and uh, it, it, it was an issue that they have been uh, tackling, and uh, they, well, um, uh, presumably say um, they know uh, why the changes are made, what are the legal say implications on that. I think that really needs uh, they they have to clear um, explain. I think why, uh, as you said, in two thousand and seven, they say they say uh, they have no they have no. Say a part do so, but now uh, that's exactly what they have been doing in their um, in, in their search uh, paper. 
Yeah, it's uh, clear by now that uh, they claim they have at least administrative, bureaucratic right to change uh, uh, the stuff in, the, in that declaration form. The thing is, uh, why and uh, how did they do it? And why didn't they uh, tell the public? Why was there no warning beforehand? And suddenly they found out, ah, uh, oh, this this uh, a journalist uh, doing this uh, documentary, which is very annoying, and uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, there's a public complaint, and we should act on it, and we uh, catch you now. The, the, the whole thing is, is well, uh, appalling. Another, uh, I can only say it's appalling. Another email here uh, addressed to you, Claudia, says, uh, uh, Claudia, don't you think uh, the press has been misusing their exemption under the privacy law to publish personal information, not so much under public interest? The problem of abuse is growing more serious. From, that's from KK. Uh, I, I wouldn't say uh, there have been no uh, abuses at all. I would uh, uh, the, the, say that uh, quite a few uh, pro-Beijing news labels have been using the same kind of uh, information uh, to try to uh, get to uh, the, the democratic types. I'm not going to name names here, but uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's uh, the really uh, the, well, disgusting, right? But uh, if you believe that uh, anyone practicing journalism should have the right to uh, expose what they think is uh, the uh, sort of a, a scandal with some bad stuff and misconduct and so on, uh, they, they have the right to do it. And uh, in most cases, not all the details were released. Most of the uh, car plates uh, got uh, sort of blurred out and uh, uh, faces got blurred out too. But uh, I, I do uh, uh, confess that uh, uh, there has been uh, some kind of uh, abuse cases, yes. Okay, uh, some more comments. Uh, Jay says, as everybody wants to dig up lots of bags of worms, it would be pretty cool if RTHK could do a good documentary and did further investigation into the person who made the complaint, whether we had entrapment on the documents and whether the police were just following up a complaint or whether politics were involved. Sometimes, not all the time, the journalists are doing better investigations than the police force. Of course, sometimes it's better if they work together as opposed to being against each other. That is uh, from uh, Jay. And uh, Greg uh, says, uh, yet again, PC Toby, this is referring to our correspondent uh, Toby, the policeman, PC Toby has time on his hands to use government property to correspond with RTHK. The arrest of the journalist was conducted as if it was an anti-triad operation, which rarely occur. There are ample cases where suspects are summoned to a police station for inquiries. Police action here was excessive. Toby, please do the decent thing and get a Gmail or Yahoo private account and lessen the embarrassment you're causing the police force. That comes uh, from uh, Greg. Thank you very much in, in, indeed for that. Uh, yeah, and uh, Toby, if it, if you want to phone us up, you're, please, you're, you're, you're very welcome. Because uh, I, I, you know, I'd like to... We did invite the, the police to join us. I'm not sure we even got an answer. We don't generally. Um, uh, but Toby, uh, yeah, if you can explain, you know, why this happened, you know, why this case happened to a producer who was producing a documentary that was critical of the police, that's... Uh, 
coincidence or what. Um, MT, uh, who, who did raise the issue of privacy uh, earlier, and, and perhaps uh, Chris Young, you might want to return to this, yep. um, says uh, general data protection regulation, the new standard, the general data regulation is a legal framework uh, that sets guidelines for the collection and processing of personal information from individuals who live in the European Union. Uh, um, uh, paragraph 4, Section 1, personal data, any information which relates to an identified or identifiable natural person, for example, the telephone, credit card, or personnel number of a person, account data, number plate, appearance, custom number or address, or all personal data. Hong Kong is behind the times and needs to catch up. So that we, you've got this kind of protection of data which is being introduced in, in other places, but we don't seem to be having it in Hong Kong. Maybe we should, because obviously privacy concerns are, are, are paramount here. Chris Young, do you, do you uh, respond to that? Well, I, I think uh, this case is not really about, say, um, privacy, um, because if, if, if it is, I think that, that uh, she, that the reporter, uh, will already be facing charge of, say, violation of the privacy ordinance. And in the privacy ordinance, it's quite clear, uh, Article 61, that uh, news activities are ex exempt. And it's, it's, all, it's crystal clear that... Um, uh, we, we can see exactly what she has done. She got the, 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 the number of the car play, the, 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 the owner, and then ask, and then doorstep the, the owner, uh, give him or her a chance, uh, to, 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 to comment. I think it's, it's a fair and normal, say, uh, professional, say, uh, re reporting. Yeah. And I think that the fact that the PVC commission, I think just with, or refer or, uh, Maybe just they throw it back to police. I, I, my own guess is that um, they, they don't think it's, that's a case of privacy. So I think it's leading for, uh, say, the security minister yesterday at LegCo, saying that, uh, well, you have to balance, say, privacy protection and public right to know. No, it's not, it's not a case of, say, privacy. Uh, so ex that's exactly why they now, uh, say, found uh, they can take the reporter to court for a traffic offence. As I said at the very beginning, it's just so ridiculous, so deplorable that in, in Hong Kong, uh, reporters doing professional work face, say, uh, uh, such a, 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 a ridiculous charge. Hmm. Okay, well, Chris Young, thank you very much indeed for joining us, Chair of the Hong Kong Journalists Association. Claudia Mo, thank you very much indeed. Former journalist and uh, now legislator. Um, that's it for us. Back at 8.30 tomorrow, leaving you now with the weather forecast. It's going to be fine and dry. Maximum temperature about 27 degrees and the outlook mainly fine and dry tomorrow. Cloudier and windy at the weekend. 23 degrees, the latest. The relative humidity, 64%. Digital TV broadcasting will be fully implemented soon. Tell your friends and relatives quickly. From December 1st, analog TV sets won't be able to receive free TV channels. Act quickly to add a set-top box or switch to a digital TV set. Eligible households in need can apply for the Community Care Fund Digital Television Assistance Program. Call 2922-9230 to learn more. 9.31, the news with Samantha Butler.
Hong Kong police have formally launched a hotline inviting people to report breaches of the new national security law. In posts on social media, the force invited people to send tips by email, text message or the mainland communication app WeChat. The U.S. Democratic Party candidate Joe Biden says he believes he's won enough votes to secure the presidency. He stopped short of declaring victory in Tuesday's election, saying all the votes had yet to be counted. And the Austrian authorities have acknowledged problems in the way the country's intelligence services dealt with information about the gunman who killed four people in Vienna on Monday. The interior minister called for an investigation into a failure to examine a tip-off from neighbouring Slovakia. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. Stand by for the brew. Uh, sociology prof from the University of Set and Costume Design. Great interpreter of Beethoven. And by oh so shy, quiet and retiring doggy council. Co-founder of Rockefeller Records. Hello. This is a really for adults, it's not really for kids. Good morning. Yeah, well, it's fun, you know. Hello. The side of what's happening behind the myth. Good morning. In-depth interviews and also observations. Absolutely no way. On your radio and live online, this is The Morning Brew. And a very good morning once again. Welcome to Thursday, back on it, with today's Morning Brew. I'm Phil Whelan. So we're doing a bit of cramming today after yesterday's, and likely the rest of the week's nail-biter. It's biz as usual. Commentator Steve Fines with us after 10, with no shortage of topics, I'm very sure. Our vet, Dr. Dave Gething, will be us after 11.30. He's going to talk about recovering from one of the most radical surgeries animals can go through. That's called amputation. 12.10, Maestro JCVNs will be back to talk wine live from Venice, where now it's 5 a.m., so thank you so much in advance, JC. Going to wrap up after 12.30 with our weekly visit, shifted from yesterday with Chris Watts at his Motion Dynamics studio in Central. Join us on Facebook Live on and off throughout the morning. So it's Richard Ashcroft. Got the masters of reality on the way here on Thursday's Brew.